This is Barry Zalma, Zalma on Insurance. I'm an attorney who has retired from the practice of law and now spend my time as an insurance claims consultant and expert witness and author and producer of these videos. Today I'd like to speak from my book Insurance Fraud Costs Everyone where one of the chapters deals with a claim entitled, Help, My House is Falling into the Sea. Career criminals are not the only people who perpetrate insurance fraud. The temptation has become so great that almost anyone who is given the opportunity will try. Those who do not premeditate insurance fraud are called perpetrators of soft frauds, and most are small. Some are not. The story that follows is not a soft fraud, but one that was premeditated for a great deal of money by a person who should have known better. Some years ago, Residents of a hillside community in California received a letter from the county engineer informing them that their houses sat on an active landslide. The engineers concluded that an unusual amount of irrigation water, water from septic systems and rainfall, lubricated an ancient landslide under their homes and that the slide was moving. The engineers were concerned because it was moving at the rate of three inches a year. The houses sitting on the landslide were also moving a few inches a month. Within ten years, the houses would be torn apart by the movement if nothing was done to stabilize the hillside. Homeowners living on the hill noted cracks in the plaster walls, concrete block walls split at the mortar seams, cracks formed in the foundation systems. Since the homes on the hill were all valued from half a million to five and a half million dollars, the monetary value of the potential loss of 300 homes on the landslide was enormous. Many of the homeowners gathered and hired counsel to pursue persons responsible for their damage. On advice of counsel, the homeowners reported claims to their insurers. Most of the insurers denied the claims because of clear and unambiguous exclusions for earth movement or subsidence. The insurers concluded that the predominant cause of the damage was the excluded peril of earth movement. The claims were fairly and reasonably rejected. Some of the homeowners accepted the decision of their insurers. Some of the homeowners sued their insurers. The imaginative homeowners, like the insured who is the subject of this story, found a better way. The insured was a real estate lawyer. He had experience in dealing with insurers for commercial developers he represented. 
He knew that in addition to the basic retail insurance market, there was a surplus and excess lines insurance market that would insure almost anything. Without informing his broker of the landslide situation on the hillside, he asked the broker to seek a specialty insurance policy for his home. He wanted insurance that covered him for both earthquake and earth movement, landslide, mudslide, or other types of earth movement normally excluded by a homeowner's policy. He explained to the broker a concern that wildfires that often devastate hillside communities remove vegetation from the hillside and increase the hazard of mud flow and landslide. He had invested a great deal of money in his home and wanted to protect against that risk. The broker found a policy offered by a surplus line insurer. The policy insured dwellings only for the perils of earthquake and earth movement. The premium was a reasonable 3.75% of the value of the dwelling with a deductible equal to only 5% of the total amount at risk. To obtain the policy, all the insurer required by way of an application was the name of the insured, the address of the property to be insured, and the amount of insurance requested. It asked no questions about the potential risks of loss, and the insured, since he was not asked, provided no information, nor did he advise the insurer of the report from the county engineer. After receiving a signed application from the insured, the insurer agreed to insure his dwelling because it did not fall within certain specified earthquake fault areas. The insured obtained a $2,500,000 policy for a premium of only $9,375. Before the insured bought the policy, he had received and read the letter from the county. He knew there was a landslide actively affecting his house. At the time he bought the policy, the insured had already seen cracks in his plaster walls. When he bought the policy, the insured applied the old maxim, ask me no questions, I'll tell you no lies. His experience as a real estate attorney convinced the insured that if he told his prospective insurer his house was sitting on an active landslide, it would not insure her. But since the insurer did not ask, the insurer did not offer that information. After the policy had been in effect for three months, and the cracks in the plaster had grown to the size he could place his index finger inside the crack, he reported a loss to the earth movement insurer. He presented a claim for the total loss of the house. He demanded payment of policy limits less the deductible. The insurer sent its adjuster to meet with the insured. They retained a geologist to inspect the property and determine the cause of the damage. 
The geologist learned of the active landslide from the public records kept by the city and county. He informed the insurer that 13 months before it issued the policy, the county had sent notice to all homeowners, including the insured, advising the homeowners of the active landslide. After completing its investigation with the advice of counsel, the insurer did the following. 1. It advised the insured that the policy was rescinded from its inception because of the concealment of a material fact. 2. That it knew the insured had concealed the fact of the landslide. 3. With the notice, the insurer returned the $9,375 premium. 4. It advised the insured that even if it had not rescinded the policy, it would have denied his claim as one that was not fortuitous. The investigation had shown that the landslide had started before the inception of the policy, and the insurer further advised the insured that the loss-in-progress rule barred every, any recovery. The insurer recommended that the insured present his claim if he still wished to pursue it to the insurer who insured him against earth movement at the time of the loss. Of course, there was no insurer at the time of the loss, and that the insurer had reasonably concluded that although the loss was progressive and continuous, it was fairly certain that a loss had occurred on or before the insured learned of the landslide, and certainly before the insured applied for the insurance. Of course, the insured did not have earth movement insurance at the time of the policy, and bought the insurance from the surplus line insurer in an attempt to recover for the loss that had already occurred. The insured, if asked, would testify he had no intent to defraud his insurer. He would testify that the insurer, if it had asked him, would have been told the truth. All he was doing was taking an economic advantage over a lazy insurer who did not bother to ask. What the lawyer insured would have said, on its face, seemed reasonable. It wasn't true. He knew of a material fact that would affect the decision of his insurer to insure him. He concealed that fact from the insurer. He intended to conceal that fact from the insurer. Had the insurer known the truth, it would not have issued a policy for a loss that was in progress since by definition insurance only reacts to a contingent or unknown event. The event was neither contingent nor unknown. It was known to the insured at the time he applied for the insurance. The insured, a lawyer who should have known better, attempted a fraud. His action in fraudulently getting an earth movement policy was reprehensible.
his actions in buying the Earth Movement policy were no less a fraud than if he set the house aflame and made claim on his fire insurance. Insurance is, as the lawyer should have known at the time, a contract where one undertakes to indemnify another against loss, damage, or liability arising from a contingent or unknown event. As a lawyer, the intentional concealment of a material fact with the intent to deceive an insurer to its detriment is fraud, a criminal act, and if arrested, tried, and convicted, it is grounds for disbarment. For that reason, the insured accepted the denial and did nothing further about the claim. Had the insurer not done the minimum investigation and retained the services of a competent engineer, it would have paid the $2,500,000 claim. Had the insured's fraud been presented to a prosecutor, he could have been arrested, tried, and convicted of attempted insurance fraud and would probably have been disbarred. He was lucky that the insurer agreed to a mutual rescission of the policy, a return of the premium, and to forget that it had almost been the victim of an insurance fraud. This video was adapted from my book, Insurance Fraud Costs Everyone, which is available as both a Kindle book and a paperback from Amazon.com. If you found this story interesting or instructive, please pass it on to your colleagues. It's free. And please subscribe to my YouTube channel, my Rumble channel, and my blog so that you can be advised of future videos and blog postings. Thank you for your attention.